Hey everybody, welcome to Real Brave Live. This is like episode 57 or something, and we're celebrating Blink-182 Day. Which I thought was July, it held in July, but it's June 30th because it's the 182nd day of the year. I get it. And somebody smart put that together. Sure. We're also gonna talk about um, the genre that they're in, uh, the Blink-182s. Yes. And um, yeah. that genre has a bunch of songs. We're going to talk about the, the five worst pop punk bands, or six of, of all time, and according, their songs. According to Business Insider. According to some website. And, and that's the show. Uh, if you didn't know this already, which I'm sure you do, because you're, you're a frequenter of the show, every week, Wednesdays, we're here talking about Music, two guys in a room, two musicians in a room talking about music. But more importantly, we're a music school and we teach this stuff to kids that, or adults that, adult kids that want to learn. We use something called PracticePad. PracticePad is an online portal where you can sign up today, get free access, and um, really learn, truly, right now, in the comfort of your PJs, uh, how to learn, play any instrument, really, except bad pipes. Uh, but you can also take lessons in one of our three locations but every week we are here, Wednesday is 1 Eastern Standard Time to talk about music here on Kevin. Real Brave Live. You're supposed to say like, oh, my parents suck, boom. And my parents suck. Yeah, all right, good. Sorry, they don't. Uh, hi, mom. I love you. Yeah. So uh, you like Blink-182. Blink yeah, uh, yeah, so I grew up on Blink. Blink-182, specifically the album Enema of the State. A play on the words, of course. Yeah, it should be Enema of the Slate. No, it's oh. supposed to be Enemy of the State. Oh. Yeah, that's... With, uh, uh, with uh, Will Smith and um, Yeah, but it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a general kind of... If you're an enemy of the state, some would consider, you know, Joe Biden or Donald Trump enemy of the state. Depends on which side of the aisle you're getting your enema. Which were, yep which we are not taking a side on. <laughs> we are not. That's why I said both. Right. I really don't care. Sure. Um, okay, so that explains the cover art of the nurse with the glove. Glove. Okay. Yeah, and they, they, have, some, they have some doozies, but um, Blink-182 Day, which I have up here, 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 is celebrated each year on June 30th. Good for them. I mean, I wish I had a day, like a Dan Powers Day. A, a real brave day. We can give. We just had a meeting. Just as an aside, this yeah. is brilliant, by yeah. the way. Yeah. And uh, Kevin is just. I mean, Kevin, you are one hundred percent on the Scorsese. Yeah. Of video tutorials. This is true. The Spielberg of how to do something anywhere using a video. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you've been, uh, we, we have to figure out a way to do this, but I think you're going to get the first Bravey. I think we're going to have to make that happen. Okay. So a Bravey, which Don just coined, which I think is Don Albert, if you don't know him, uh, he's been on the show before. Mm. A Bravey would be the award that we give to, uh, to we're going to have to do this at our summit. For best director? So, uh, just really, we'll tutorial. just make up stuff. Okay. You know, best hair. Yep. Um, I'd be nominated for that. You, you, you might be, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Coolest pick guard. Coolest pick guard. You might sweep the Bravies, my friend. That's my goal. That's <laughs> your goal. Yeah. Start and win an entire award. When show. you, <laughs> when you, when it's all said and done, on your tombstone, uh, 
Uh, Kevin. <laughs> Died tragically. <laughs> Winner of great bravies. Uh, ate 17,000 calories in one day, won a bravie. Anyway, so they so Blink-182 celebrated each year on June 30th. Uh, do we know who put this together by any chance, Greg? Uh, this is a Sputnik music? No. No, but we don't know who put Blink-182 day together. Blink-182. Like, why do they get a day and I don't? Huh? Oh boy. That's shameless. Um, it's really shameless. Self is it's almost as shameless as having an award show called The Brief. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the band was formed in the suburb of San Diego was known as Blink. And its original members were bassist and vocalist uh, Mark Hoppus, drummer Travis Barker, a fantastic drummer, mm. and guitarist and vocalist uh, Matt Skibba. How do you pronounce that? Skibba. Thank you. The members were greatly, I don't, I'm not a fan. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm a fan. Okay. Uh, the members were greatly influenced by other bands like Descendants, Green Day, and Bad Religion. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The band's music was a blend of pop music, melodies, and fast-paced punk rock. That's a great way to describe them. Um, Blink, what is, they don't really bother me as much as the other ones. Blink. They're, like, the it's other ear ones. candy. It's pop punk ear yeah, candy. Yeah, pop punk. Um, it, you know, it's important to talk about like, what is punk um, and what is punk a reaction to. And how has it been repackaged since like the '70s to today as just not what it was, but keeping some of the characteristics? So like, uh, punk was a reaction to like disco, right? It was like it was the counterculture. It was the oh, look at all your good shiny melodies and production quality, and that's all we need is three chords, and. Um, you know, that influenced an entire generation of, of musicians, but uh, I think what happened over the years, and maybe it had something to do with some of the evolution between punk and like new wave and this and that, that it got repackaged and it got marketed like very heavily toward, you know, yeah. the counterculture um, who ended up just becoming the culture. Um, the that, counterculture, but all right, but punk was the counterculture. But it was the counterculture. Now you go to, to Lakeland High School and you see a bunch of Greggs out there. I mean, really? Jeez. And it's just, it's all punks. Yeah. Yeah. That long hair. Well, that you're supposed to do that as, as, as a, that is your job as a teenager is to be a punk. Yeah. Right, Greg? Yeah. Yeah. It's in the job description. That's what he put on his resume. So That's like why you, you got go, the job here. You get, you get mitzvahed and then you rebel. 100%. Against society. Yeah. Okay. Don't want to go to that bris. So, <laughs> yeah, look, um, the day is dedicated to celebrating the existence of the band, its members, their music, widespread uh, popularity. The band uh, has also quite a few name changes. Initially, it was being christened as Duct Tape. Do you know that? I like that better. Yeah. Duct Tape. Later adopting uh, the, name, uh, the name Blink. Uh, however, they had to add a 182 as another artist was using the name Blink. Makes sense. But why 182? Were there 181 other artists called Blink? One through 181? Though, no one really knows why that specific number was chosen. Uh, did you write this, Greg? Or am, I, am I quoting somebody else? Uh, I wrote something. What's that? I uh, wrote it. You wrote it. Very good. This is from nationaltoday.com. I'm reading it word for word off the website, Greg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, albeit, some theories say it's because of how many times Al Pacino says a certain curse word in the movie Scarface. Oh, well, that's kind of interesting. Okay. All right. I can, I can gel with that. I'm into that. I mean, curse words are countercultural. 
You ever seen Scarface? Yeah. 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 Twenty twenty months. Saying all of my little friends. Yeah. Uh, the Blink-182 mar- uh, emerged as one of the most popular popular uh, rock bands at the turn of the millennium and influenced the second wave of pop punk into the mainstream. The band's first release was EP Fly Swatter, followed by the full-length Abuda, Cheshire Cat, and Cheshire. I never say that right. Chesh- Cheshire. Cheshire. Worcestershire. Um, which, was, uh, which were released in the early 1990s. Blink uh, tasted success following the footsteps of the renowned band Green Day, mm. popularity of pop punk in the late 90s, 100%. Mm-hmm. And their album Anima of the State appeared exclusively on MCA and was released in 1999 to gigantic, not even huge. It was, it was like the biggest thing on the planet. Um, so imagine nine-year-old, 10-year-old Kevin, who is, uh, just looked like this, minus the beard, or it wasn't as full and luscious. Uh, getting Enema of the State, not understanding the word play, bringing it home to mom and dad and saying like, hey, look at this album. And they're like, what is, what is that? And you know, it's pop punk. And then all of a sudden I want to skate. Like I want to be, yeah? I want to, I tried, I put, I put my foot in the ring. You put your foot on the skateboard. Yeah, hat in the ring. And I tried to be a skateboarder for all of like two or three weeks. How'd that go? Bad. Real bad. Really, really poorly. I didn't break anything, but I was just very easily discouraged by it. I was not coordinated. I'm still not coordinated. Um, I was never good at sports. Uh, you squat pretty well. Extreme or otherwise. I squat, but that's not like, um, it's not competitive. Well, I mean, uh, as far as a Bravey's concerned, mm. you are up for uh, squatter of the year. Squatter of the year? It's <laughs> <laughs> what happens when my lease is up in, in my apartment. Yeah, yeah, and you don't close <laughs> your mortgage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Kevin could be homeless. Speaking of homelessness, um, <laughs> Tom DeLong, is that his name? Tom DeLonge. DeLonge, thank you. Uh, is an avid, somewhat borderline crazy UFOer. UFOer? Yeah, he's really into the, the UFO aluminum hats thing. Okay. That, I think the aluminum hats? Yeah. Uh, the tinfoil hats? Tinfoil hats. That, I feel like that's different. Like you wear a tinfoil hat so the government can't read your mind. He's he's uh but he's he's in the <laughs> forefront of uh, of this whole thing and he's gotten a lot of uh, poop for it. I'm sure. Yeah, like it's 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 the conspiracy theory area. I think almost you know like it's you know. I went to high school with somebody who would eventually become uh, go on to become a uh, professional ghost hunter. Okay. May I go in a different direction there? Did you see no. the uh, preview, the trailer for the new Ghostbusters? There's another new Ghostbusters? Yes. It's been like four different Ghostbusters movies in the last 10 yeah. years. Yeah, no, no, there's been one. One and, and two. two. is awful. So there's been. There's been two and then the one with the. So the first two Ghostbusters are, well the first one's a classic, second one, it depends what you think. I like that one. The the new one, which man. which with the ladies, I'm just gonna say I'm not a fan of it. I thought it was it was terrible. I haven't seen it. I do like that comedian though. Uh, yes. Forget her name. Yes, I know what you're talking about. She's she's really funny. The new one though is it looks fantastic. It's it's actually like a takeoff of the original. Um, 
I did it, see that preview. Yeah, it looks like, so good. Like it's a well done, you know, the nostalgia yeah. um, economy that we're in. Yeah, and he's it's, like, just it looks so well done. Discovering the car in like a garage. Yeah, it was Egon's old house that he moved out, and like obviously um, the director, what's his face, but he passed away. But he, um, they find the car, the kids, and this, this whole thing, and they're t and then you could see the original kind of like characters come back. It looks really good. Um, Tom DeLonge is probably a big, a big fan of that. I would, I mean, yeah, because he's ghost hunter. He's a, he's a, a real life ghost hunter. He's a UFO. -er. UFO, sure. Yeah. Uh, bring it back to Blink One Eighty Two. Probably like Close Encounters of the Third. See how I did that? Yeah. I'm becoming a pro here. Yep. Uh, pro, pro something. There's a lot of history of the Blink. Pro UFO. I'm not pro UFO. UFO. UFO? No. You're your anti UFO. We got a couple of people watching. We've got Kevin Howes, Elaine Howes, Amber. Hey, the houses. And Bill Nugent. Hi, uh, hi guys. Hey, Bill. Somebody wave hi. Do something. So anyway, they've been around for a long time. So in 94, Blink-182 released their first full-length album, um, The Cheshire Cat, on Grilled Cheese Records. Okay. So you've been a fan, a fan of them since you were little. Uh, since Enema of the State, I think, is when I Yeah, because like before that, there's my thing with Blink. I, I think without Green Day, they are nothing. And without... Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because like Green Day's success pivoted, you know, this whole thing where you could sing about really anything. Like, here's a typical... I'm going to save that. We get to the six worst songs. It's all the time. Yeah, that's it. Do it again. That's that's a typical Blink-182 song. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Actually, that's Pocket Bell's canon. And then they go straight to this. There's a, a dude that does that on guitar. I'm sure there is. There's plenty of dudes. Also, uh, dudettes. Uh, the, the new uh, What's-His-Face song, Memories. What? From Maroon 5, that guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Adam Levine? Adam Levine. Mike Levine? Mike Levine, or whoever. Oh, not Mike Levine. <laughs> it's not Mike Levine. Mike, if you're watching, please write more. Yeah, Maroon Mike Levine 5. is the lead singer of uh, The Queen's House Band. The Queen's House Band, right? As it good. turns out, yeah. And they might have done some Maroon 5. Uh, Maroon 5, Blink 182. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. They did a Green Day tune Boulevard of Broken Dreams. They redid? They no the Queen's house band. Oh yeah, how was that? It was good. It was great. Uh, it was a lot of fun to be put the, at the concert. They did that. The thing with this type of music, it, it is very accessible. Yeah, I mean, you just need to know what really power chords. Yeah, power chords pretty much. And then, what's a power chord? A power chord is technically it's a five chord. What's that? A uh, five chord is you take a note. Yeah. In this case, D. You go up the D major scale, five notes: one, two, three, four, five. And that other note, A, in this case, is that that root's fifth. And Those you two can, notes, just two notes. You can uh, if uh, optionally, you can add the the D up at the top too. So now you got, and that's it. I mean, that's that's, that's punk music in a nutshell: distorted guitar, ripped jeans. Yep. Um, the stain for your parents. Yep. Uh, 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 bruises on your knees from skateboarding. Yeah. Um, 
There's also, uh, with a lot of songs, and there's uh, three Blink-182 songs that immediately came to mind. Um, this uh, sort of songwriting technique, which I think was taken on by a lot of pop, pop punk bands, is this idea of a very short, catchy melody that the first note changes based on where the chord is. So let's take, I think that song is called This Is Growing Up. I think this is growing up. Where the melody is, these two notes stay the same. The, this note, the first note follows the root. So that in this case, D, melody, A, melody, B minor, melody, G, and then the last one goes the other way. Uh, also, whatever, however that goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam's song. And also, um, what's my age again? How's that go? What's my age again? It's like, <laughs> I just guessed. Uh, I gotta look up the tabs, but I'm sure that is the exact same thing. It's it's a riff. It's just it's just a different way of doing a riff. It's like uh, bass in the lower part of the guitar. Yeah, and it's repetitive, it's quick, it's catchy. What's my age? And it gives me age calculator. Again. Tab. Kevin House says, sure, skateboarding. We'll go with that. Yeah, you know, not good at it. I was better at rollerblading, but that wasn't cool. Rollerblade. I can see you as a, an avid roller. Can you come to work in rollerblades? That'd be pretty cool. Um, I can do that, right? If you let me, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think you should do it. Can I wear shorts? Uh, yeah. Like rollerblader yeah, yeah, shorts? As long as you're rolling, and I can film it coming into. There it is. Okay. There it is. And this is just uh, the root of B, uh, F sharp, C sharp, D sharp. And the melody is. You're probably wondering why Kevin makes that so easy. Um, I mean, it, it's an easy riff. It's pretty simple. So, like for all of you that don't play, it's really like not that hard. It's just understanding a couple of places on the guitar and, and moving. And you, you can keep these two fingers exactly where they are at the eleventh fret, and just move your pointer finger around from nine on the D to nine on the A to nine on the E. Middle finger reach up to the eleventh on the E. And sometimes these guys are well accomplished guitarists and. And actually, Travis Barker is a great drummer. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a really fantastic. He's one drummer. of like, like he's world renowned. That's um, probably um, uh, in pop punk, like the the most musicianship can be found probably in the drummer. Yeah. Uh... Think about uh, think about that Phil coming out of um, this one. Okay, the most musicianship. Yeah, because like everything else that's going on in the background is pretty rudimentary. Yeah, stuff. yeah. By the way, I am not a fan. Just want to put that out there. Of what? Of this. Oh, of any of this? Yeah, I just want to put that out there. Oh man, sorry. Oh. I I, I mean I, I grew, motive like here. I grew up on this. I'm not saying I, I'm not judging you, you for telling that. me I'm, I'm, just I'm a bad I'm not person a fan. for liking Blink 182. Huh? Just not a fan. 
Oh, that's in drop D. Not a fan. It's very whiny. It's fun to play though, I, I would assume. Kevin's finding his, he's finding his youth again. I'm just not a fan. Actually, very, very recently, this past week, I've been on a, a musical nostalgia trip. Just uh, listening to albums that I know that I had when I was younger. Uh-huh. Uh, Cracked Rearview by uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, uh, Three Doors Down, whatever album that was. Uh, this band called Delamitri, which is fantastic. Delamitri. Delamitri. They have a song that I love. Roll to Me? No. Because that's like the one song that I Tell remember. Tell Her. If I had to pick to a top go. 100, that's somewhere in the top 100. That's definitely in the top 50, maybe in the top 25. That whole album is incredible. Yeah, it's... That's a mind... Look it up. Delamitri, tell her. It's tell a wonderful nothing, love song. It's heartbreaking. I, I like stuff like that. And then you're probably like, well, I don't like stuff like that, Dan. Well, tough noogies. Yeah, why are you watching? Stop watching. The band... No, um, wait, we need your... We yeah, need actually, your stay. Shit, There's a bunch of people watching. Yeah. Uh, the band uh, has a bunch of albums, but in 2015, um, Delange and uh, even the three of them, Barker and Didn't Hoppus, they add a fourth guy? Uh, said they're going to call it quits. What? Didn't they add a fourth guy in like the 2010s? Greg? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm, after like Delange left, like Skiba joined. I like know that, but I don't okay. think they added a fourth guy. Did, did they get rid of the, the UFO guy? Is that why? Oh, he like... Uh, you went crazy. Like, you leave. You went on an indefinite hiatus from the band. All right. So to pursue, yeah, presumably UFOs. Yeah, and uh, his other band, Angels, with their uh, Angels and Airwaves. Yeah, that was like the the spinoff. That Angels and Airwaves. Yeah. Like Alter uh, Bridge's answer to Creed. That's hard. Don't bring up that. I have to put that on my nostalgia list because I had that Human Clay album. Not proud of that. Well, I'm trying to read. I'm trying to read the notes here. Um, so, Delonge left. Yeah, Delonge left. Okay, and an interview with Rolling Stone. Parker Isn't it Delone? And, Isn't it called Delone? Tom Delone. It's got a G in it. Yeah. The G is silent. Yeah. Is it G N? G E N G E. If anybody knows how to pronounce that, let us know. Cologne is spelled that way. Cologne? Yeah. Yeah. And G. Yeah. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, fans were left confused when Delone yeah, that's right. this, uh, himself denied his departure in an interview with Rolling Stone, Barker, and Hoppus. Hoppus? Yeah, Mark Hoppus. Thank you. Hoppus. Hoppus. Uh, explain what really happened between them and Delone. Delone. You guys are screwing with me. Saying that the musician had been uh, complicated, uh, uh, complicated to work with. And basically... His, his attitude towards music, new music was passive, while Barker asserted, why even Blink got back together? You know, so they basically, they pretty much broke up, right? Yeah. So there's no more Blink? No more Blink. No more Blinking, okay. Salient solution. So they have a day. I don't have a day. So let's talk about the six <laughs> worst pop punk bands, according to... Sputnik Music. Sputnik Music, famous in Russia. I guess. Maybe. Is it? Not, it's .com, not .ru. Okay. Sputnik Music. Six worst pop punk bands of all time. 
Uh, personally, I'm not a fan of the genre. I, I do like Green Day. Bad Religion can't, I, like the pre-90s can't go wrong. It's, it's the, the birth of that genre. Um, Gigi Allen. That's the guy who like, threw poop at like. That's the guy that threw yeah. poop at people, yes. Very good. Uh, do yourself a favor. Uh, if you're over the age of 18, <laughs> look up Gigi Allen. Don't. Holy cow. I, I, is it, if it's what you just described, then. It's awful. It's really awful. But he was part of that whole uh, Lower East Side punk um, subculture. Anyway, so the 90s, it kind of glorified that. And, and Green Day did a great job of like being kind of this, this pop punk band. And then later in the 90s, these other bands came out. And kids that were born in the late 80s, early 90s, like really gravitated towards it. So number six, Sum 41, um, with the album, Does This Look Infected? Uh, every time I heard Sum 41 in the 90s, this is during the, the phase of my life where I was a little bit holier than thou when it came to music and other people. I'm much better now. <laughs> much better. Is it? You... <laughs> much better. No, seriously. Okay. This like made my insides, my intestines, like crawl out of my belly button. Um, Never a fan of Sum 41. So I was like 10, 11, and I was digging it at the time. I don't remember. Sum 41? I don't remember any of uh, how it goes, but if I just uh, quietly uh, hear some of it, maybe it'll jog some memory. Be careful. Zuckerberg is watching. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, this came off the heels of like Limp Biscuit. This was like a little bit more marketable than Limp Biscuit. Yeah, Goldfinger. Yeah, I like Goldfinger. Yeah, Superman. So that's another on the, the Nostalgia album is the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two soundtrack. Yeah. I don't know. Number five saves the day. Yeah, I was never into them. Yeah, I don't even remember them. My sister was into them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that must be lame. Your sister's lame. Uh, well, no. She, turns out she was like way cooler than me. <laughs> it still is. Jess, I'm if you're watching, you're not. Sorry, Jess. You're too cool. You don't know who I am. And you probably don't like me now. No. Sorry. Uh, yeah, well, if it's the same thing, what does it sound like? Is it the same stuff? Like, ba na 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 Everybody's gotta go to hell. Something like that. My parents suck. Saves the day. Here's At Your Funeral by Saves the Day. Accurate Funeral? At, at your funeral. At your funeral. Do, 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 do. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so, so my take on all this stuff is like, you ate my peanut butter sandwich, and then you went upstairs. Everybody thinks you should. Go to hell, go to hell, for eating my peanut butter sandwich, go to hell. Right, yeah. that's it. That's it. That's the whole genre. Yeah. Um, for the record, peanut butter is delicious, and if you were to eat my, my peanut butter sandwich, I'd be very upset. <laughs> and then Kevin would be really upset with you he'd want you to go to hell you should go to hell, go to hell. 
That's another characteristic of it is that tight thirds harmony in the vocals. So you were yeah. saying, go to hell, and I was going, go to hell, and that. Uh, it's fun to play, though. It's it, like, it's fun. Yeah, like, I just, like, somebody was probably like, oh, that's a really good song. What, which, which Sum 41 song is that? It's go to hell. <laughs> Eat my peanut butter in parentheses. Um, when we did the carnival, uh, we were just doing covers, the, the, the instructor band here, and we did uh, Basket Case, and it was a blast. It's so much fun to play. Basket Case is a good song. It's, I mean, but like that like type of energy and that type of tempo and style, like it's just like hard to not get into. Like, you know, yeah, jump, yeah, jumping yeah, around yeah. on stage I get the appeal. I got the appeal when I was 10, but I still get it. Which leads us to number four, Bowling for Soup. Mm. So Bowling for Soup, the only song I know from them is the redo of the Michael Jackson song. Uh, You're thinking of Alien Ant Farm. Oh, that's Farm. Alien Ant Farm? Yeah. Oh, I suck. Smooth Criminal? That's not Bowling for Soup? No. It's Alien Ant Farm. Bowling for Soup did the Phineas and Ferb theme song. Did they really? Yeah. 1985. In 1985? No, they went was, back in time to that? They have a song called 1980. We're about to get tagged. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's another one of those. Getting there's, old there's sucks. There's the melody. That getting old sucks. Yeah, that's another song by them. Getting old sucks. But does it have like the same formula? I don't know. But they got to be in their like forties now. Uh, Who am I to say this is good or bad music? Or bad music, I should say. Or good music, for that matter. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's an anomaly in time. Yeah. Getting yeah. old sucks. I mean, that's not an incorrect statement. I, you know, my, my knees aren't what they used to be. I'm just wa I'm watching the video. It sounds exactly the same as the other ones. And it's got the same, I think what, it's kind of like the Rush thing. And like, as soon as I hear the, vo the vocals, I'm, I'm, I just immediately go, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Just turn off. I mean, it's the same vocals over and over again. You wanna, you Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the style, it's just. Yeah, so very, there's, there's no like change. No, it's, it's, and it's made that way. Like on purpose. You don't want people to be distracted while they're shredding gnarly half pipes. You want things to just be very consistent so they can focus on them sick ollies and nose grinds. <laughs> Kevin House says, my sister is into Andy Gibb. So cut your sister some slack. I don't know who that is. Andy Gibb uh, was in the Bee Gees. Oh, okay. Bee Gees are good. Depends on who you talk to. Man. Some punk fan watching this is just going to think we're just so lame. They're trashing on Sum 41 and then turn around and say the Bee Gees are good? They're good songwriters. Now, it depends on whether or not you think that the music is relevant. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not a big fan of, of that much male falsetto. Yeah, they're known for their... Are we, didn't we do a disco thing? Yeah. Yeah, so they're known for their disco, but they're also known for their songwriting in other ways. Right. So the Gibb Brothers... Boo Boo Gib and BB Gib, oh. Billy Gib, Andy Gib, a Andy Gib, Stevie Gib. <laughs> Don't give a damn. Um, they're known for the songwriting. I 
don't see how you can be known for your songwriting for this stuff. There's there's two like we like we talk about every single week. We've got one section of the listener that just wants to get something from the music, whether it's like a beat, whether it's you know um, the lyrics, right? I don't know what speaks to them in, in this place. Maybe they think it's punk, and it, it actually is like revolutionary. There's got to be something in the lyrics, which I haven't listened to at all. Uh, well, getting old sucks, right? Yeah. I can relate to that, but I mean, I don't relate to it in the <laughs> But you'd prefer to hear it in like a, getting old sucks a lot. <laughs> um... I mean, I wish I had. If you listen to this music and you know for sure why this music is great, please comment below because I would like to know. Um, you know, have you ever gone to the Garden State Plaza Mall with your friends on a Saturday? I didn't grow up here. I went to the Queens Mall on a Saturday. All right, mom and dad dropped you off and they said, "Like, be ready by ten. That's sure. when we're picking you up." Yeah. And like you get to like hang out with your friends, go to the Jamba Jamba Juice, go to Hot Topic, maybe go to that uh, uh, Spencer's. No, yeah, no, 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 stay away from the Hot Topic. What's the orange drink? Orange Julius. Um, yeah, you go to the Orange Julius. No, I've never. Uh, Auntie Annie's pretzels though. Yeah. What's the uh, Cinnabon? Oh. Is that airports? No, airport. that's that's in that's in malls. Uh, it's just filled with chemicals. It's a wonderful cinnamon chemicals. Wonderful time. Cinnamon chemicals. Uh, What's your point? That's like the scene, and in fact, uh, it's what the scene developed into being known as is just the scene. For example, the D in D Day stands for day. Did you know that? It's like this is the day. This is the D. Day day. D Day is coming. Yeah. Day Day is called. Day no. Day. It, no, yeah. Like when people say ATM machine, they're saying automatic transfer machine machine. Pop punk became scene, became a good Charlotte, and became Avril Lavigne, and became you know that like really whiny, like it went from like counterculture to just whining about your parents. Whenever someone plays a song by Bowling for Soup, I get chills. Did you write this? Who said that? It's from the website. Is it really? Was it Wikipedia that is? I need to <laughs> wait a second. I, I have to read this now because now we've got a fan. Uh, uh, this is from uh, Sputnik uh, something or other .com. Not the kind of chills you'd want to get. More like the chills <laughs> when you, you get some <laughs> so like cringe. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. It's the worst song. It's, it's a cringe. Uh, more like the chills you get when someone pours ice water down the back of your shirt. Their inescapable presence in the mid-2000s came to, uh, to a head with 2004's ha uh, Hangover You Don't Deserve, an album so one-note that its catalog of 18 songs couldn't even get the band a second hit. I assume everyone uh, snapped out of their delirium and realized that the music had, be had more to offer than this. So thankfully, the band's reign over the top 40 ended mercifully in the mid-2006s. Uh, and while a part of me wants to leave this album in the tar pits, like everyone else has, I wish to return to this album one last time before it slips back into the deep recess of my lizard brain. Wow. That is harsh. That's a scalding review. Bowling for Soup sucks, according to this guy. Not only getting old, but so does Bowling for Soup. Yeah. That sucks. Sorry, man. On uh, number three, Good Charlotte. Good Charlotte. Yeah. I'm gonna start doing that for each. Yeah, you should. 
Uh, Good Charlotte, I liked. <laughs> I actually really liked. I had one album by them I know of at least. Uh, something to the effect of, uh, what was it called? Not the one that's listed here as one of the worst, but the lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Well, Kevin figures that out. Uh, the Presidents of the United States <laughs> of America. Rich and the famous. Something like that. The best mid-90s uh, had to offer. Uh, Kevin Howes, he, that was his offering. The President of the United States. Presidents of the United Presidents States. Presidents of the United States is that... Uh, um, peaches? Nah. Now I'm forgetting. Plenty of peaches. Yeah. Peaches in the... Or is that, am I thinking of, um, I'm forgetting. It's yeah, too, whatever. Too much music. No, I think you got it right, I think you got it right. President of the United States of America. Yeah. Uh, lump. Lump. Peaches. Here's a, like an anti-culture band that like defied the norm and it like talked about strange things and yeah. did weird things. Yeah. And they're called the United President of the United States of America. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, <laughs> They're millions the, my, of peaches, peaches for me. My introduction to them was actually a Weird Al album, where they had not Lump but Gump, and it was uh, about Forrest Gump. Uh huh. Set to the music of Lump is Lump, Lump, na na na. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta love Weird Al. We should do a whole show, show on Weird Al. If you don't know who he is, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. It's uh, he was very famous in the '80s and early '90s for doing uh, parodies of songs. Mm. And uh, still is, still is, yeah, still making music, still looks exactly the same. Yeah, I want to be like that. What? He never ages. He never ages. Yeah. Yeah. He might be. You heard it here first, here in Real Brave Live. Weird Al Yankovic is a vampire. Uh, back to the list. Good Charlotte. So this person uh, on uh, <laughs> this website, Sputnik Music, is reviewing this. If you're like me, you also jumped into the F. Good Charlotte bandwagon once their 2002 album The Young and the Hopeless was released. <laughs> the incredibly overproduced punk influence sound and boyish punk image drew um, in many preteen fans. Uh, their songs and videos annoyingly flooded the pop stations of your local radio station and MTV, but secretly I was looking forward to it and found some joy in it until the huge backlash happened in the punk world. Yeah, because they were just the same as everybody else, pretty much. Uh, we got to move on here because we have a meeting at 2. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, no, uh, Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy. They're in this uh, this pop punk Fall Out Boy. I thought they were more in like that. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of students who really like Fall Out Boy. Unless I'm thinking of a different band. No, 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 you're right. Yeah. They've got like one song that I, I can't, like I don't, it's like I uh, almost like, but did, I don't want to admit it. Did they write the song Immortals? Whoa, 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 mortals. If so, that was performed at the Manhattan concert. Really? Hush now. Uh, Sugar, We're Going Down is their most favorite so uh, famous song, 2009. I taught that on ukulele. Yeah, Sugar. It's like, it's a very well-produced song, and it's ear candy, and it's like you can't get it out of your head, and it's mm -hmm. like it makes you want to like it, and then you realize, like, why am I liking this? You've heard it before. Mm, it's yeah. got that very similar kind of vibe, but it, it, it's not the same as Good Charlotte. It's 
No, it's, it's almost like halftime. It's more well written. It's there's, a there's little more bit. elements to it than than like three chords. Um, I'm just looking up the discography, see if anything else. Yeah, I just want to. I haven't listened to this in a long time. I just want to listen to it really quick. But I don't know why that they're the most hated because they're so famous. Why would I mean like I could see because these other bands have fallen off the charts, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think this guy's just harsh, you know. I'm listening to this right now. It's one of me. They have a version of "Beat It" featuring John Mayer. Okay. They got that halftime thing. Yeah. Whereas the other stuff is. Oh yeah, that guy can sing really well. He's he's got like the Good Charlotte vibe, but it's more. It's a little bit. I have to admit, it's a little bit more musical. Oh, uh, you know what band I get to confused with, which I might be confusing right now. Good, uh, My Chemical Romance. My Chemical Romance. I think they're the darlings of alternative, though. Yeah. They're more darling. They're like in that uh, people like look up to them, right? Kind of thing. Fall Out Boy. I'm surprised they're on this list though, because I mean, I'm personally not a fan. I've taught this song a hundred times. Sugar Bear going down. And it's not terrible. It's actually got some interesting parts to it. I don't want to go through it, but they did write "Immortals," which was performed uh, two weeks ago at the Manhattan it, concert. The Manhattan concert, yes. yeah. Yes. And uh, did Trevor sing that? Uh, Trevor and Josh. Yeah, I think Josh took lead on that. We've been doing shows again, folks. Kevin's excited. Yes. Did a good job. My thanks. Friend. Thanks. It was a admit. big team effort. And so was the next one. In December. Big things happening here. Uh, one of them is the fact that um, we're going to be doing shows quite frequently. And um, assuming that the mask mandate that is unfortunately coming back oh. doesn't ruin our plans. Dang. You heard it here first on Real Brave Live. Oh, me too. Yeah. I heard it here first. When? Who said it? So, schools, definitely. Okay. CDC reversed. They were like, got to put your, take your mask off if you're vaccinated. And now they're reversing it and saying, if you're vaccinated, you should wear a mask indoors. Okay. So, I don't know what that means for us. Obviously, we're not masked right now. Kevin's 10 feet away from us. Greg is about six feet away from me. Uh, we still take precautions, but um, there's nothing worse than coming to a place where you think is safe, and then the, you're all of a sudden everybody's wearing surgical masks. It's so hard not to get uh, really uh, aggressively political about one of. Yeah, and I'm right not now. being political. I'm just saying like <laughs> it's hard for business to 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 exist. Yeah. So uh, please stay safe, use your judgment, and uh, we'll all get through this. But we are planning to do major major shows, um, assuming that we can get through this. Mm. Fall and winter. Mm. Our, this is our big comeback. It's supposed to be October. Yeah, we're we're all planning for it. We'll, um, get, we'll get there. All right. So yeah, Fallout Boy number two, and um, this guy hates Fallout Boy for various amounts of reasons. Uh, what, what what else can I say? But number one, this guy uh, from uh, according to this guy on SputnikMusic.com, the the six worst pop punk bands of all time including songs by them, Simple Plan comes in at number one as being god-awful. Um, yeah, that another, that's another band that rings a bell uh, that I might have been into. 
Mm. Pop Punk is, is kind of like a great white shark, he says. Not that it's an impossible killing machine, but that over the course of, the, of its existence, it hasn't involved much. <laughs> this guy's great. Uh, but also like the great white, Pop Punk hasn't really had to, uh, as both uh, have been finely tuned to thrive in their respective environments. Um, unlike the great white sharks, this is great. I mean, he's making a, a, a profound, um, you know, analogy, I guess. I guess Un unlike the great white sharks, um, however, pop punk consciously refuses to evolve. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's consciously refuses to evolve. Consciously, because, yeah. Because sharks haven't evolved for millions of years. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good. I like it. It's good. This has resulted in sad garage sale of a genre. Uh, a place you poke around in and maybe pick something up, shrug, and ask the seller how much. After you lowball him and you're walking back to your car, <laughs> you see a Simon Says game on the table and chuckle as you walk away reminiscing. <laughs> and next to the Simon Says, that old baseball mitt every garage sale has. Very well done. I mean, it's, you know, any, any reviewer of, of music will have his snarky retorts to music because that's what you tend to kind of, this is who I was in the 90s. I would look at these bands and go like, oh my God, like whatever. But it just fits into the, like this little tiny hole in, in the musical uh, time scale. Yeah. You know, like there is, there, everybody's got their, their, there's people like me who listen to hair metal. And you would look at that and go, that's god-awful. Yeah. You know, so this, um, this fits into the hair metal model. I, I remember, so, like, coming out of the pop-punk uh, years of my life, I remember turning, like, 12, 13, really, like, discovering, like, classic rock and Led Zeppelin and getting really into bands like that and realizing what had happened. <laughs> like, it was at that point where I was like, oh, they killed rock and roll. <laughs> Not to say that there isn't a soft spot in my heart for those bands because I did rock out to them. I did jam out to uh, Yellow Card. That's another pop. Oh, there it is. Yeah. There's another one. I went to a Yellow Card concert. That was fun and exciting. God help us. Uh, there's a violin player who did flips on the stage. Anyway, really? Good yeah, for him. Yeah, no. Uh, but, you know, there's, I'll always have that bit of nostalgia. But, um, you know, after I found more music, I was like, oh, wait, let's put this over here and here's the good stuff yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, Michael Arthur. Oh, I know Michael Arthur. Yeah, back in the day, Simple Plan was everything. The lyrics were kind of cheesy, but if you, if you were an, uh, an angst teen, you could relate. Oh, you couldn't put that in there, Facebook? <laughs> um, looking at it nowadays, super cringy, and pop punk was a crucial part of my childhood growing up and shaping my musical taste. I, Look, it's very musical. It's got like the, the one, four, five, six chords. Everything you'd want. There it is. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Everything you'd want in a song. And um, Michael Arthur went to the Warp Tour. Nice. We've got to wrap this up because we have a meeting. Uh, back to our business mode. This is fun mode. Back to business mode. And we got to get back. Um, we've had a lot of fun with this. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is a good one. Yeah, I yeah. learned something about you and how you like terrible music. Uh, and well, I um, knew that. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah. uh, guess uh, who is kicking off their summer tour tonight? It can only be 60,000 bands because everybody's touring. Uh, yeah, probably. But also Fish, the fish, fish from Vermont. Um, which also means, guess what? What? 
is 17 days. 17 days until I'm going to a fish concert, Kevin, on my dad's birthday. Yes. If you want to switch it to the 14th, that I can't do the Saturday. Then uh, the 15th it is. It's probably the 15th. We um, can bring your dad and maybe find like an extra ticket in the lot. I don't want to go anywhere with that man. Oh. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Who? Well, he's into like astral projection and stuff, right? He is. He might run into some people there that like are on the same wavelength. No, he's at the stage of his life where you can't take any him anywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, we went to a baseball game, my son's baseball game, mm -hmm. and he parked next to a field. Yeah. And we're walking past him, like, Dad, the field's on the other side. And he goes, Why don't they play right here? There's <laughs> a field right here. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, no, they're they're not gonna move the whole damn field so you can sit and watch the game here. He's like, Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> <sighs> All right, fine. <laughs> uh, parents, yeah, gotta love them. Yep. Um, can't do anything about them. So that uh, that that sums up today. Greg, good job again today. Um, we'll uh, pet you later. And um... <laughs> good, Greg. Good intern. Yeah, good, good, Greg. Next week we'll have some more uh, stuff to show. Um, Kevin wants us to, to put this together instead of the night before, the week before, so maybe I'll get on that tonight. Yeah, I did say that last week. You did, and I didn't do that. So uh, thank you for everybody for commenting. And Elaine House says she wants one of those cool uh, Real Brave water bottles. If you want a Real Brave water bottle, please sign up at practice-pad.com today to, uh, to get some lessons. And uh, yeah, we've got a gift bag for you that you can come and pick up, or we can mail it to you, or you can just come by and give us a high five. PracticePad is our online resource for getting lessons. You can also come into one of our three locations here on the East Coast. Uh, that's all I got for today here on Real Brave Life. Oh, wait, wait. Real Brave Life. Perfect.